Welcome to the Disabled Truth Podcast. This podcast was created to empower and motivate those with spinal cord injuries to live life with the positive mindset while overcoming the physical challenges of daily life. I am Wesley Hamilton, and these are my co-hosts. Vanessa can too. If I can, you can too. Marcus Williams, live your day, overcome it. And we are the Disabled Truth. <laughs> so we're jumping back on this call. We're hitting it with you know, part two of our last topic, which was relationships. Um, and we kind of hit, you know, we kind of had a really open conversation about it. It had a lot of different parts. So we wanted to do a part two to elaborate more on a couple a couple of different things. We had some awesome feedback. Thank you guys for actually, you know, letting us, you know, into your thoughts about the whole situation. We had some people that just needed to have some answers um, for some questions that they've always had. And then some people that had different um, outlooks on the topic. So if you guys want to know some of those questions and things, we will try our best to you know, read some and answer, but you can always follow us on our social media as well um, and kind of look at them yourself and provide mm-hmm. your own question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, I had a question and I'll read my first question. Um, this is um, Light of Life Marcus speaking to y'all. Um, it said, um, I have, he said, I've never had a relationship because I am really scared to open up. He said 100% of most guys deal with relationship and bathroom problems. He said, y'all hit it hard on them points, something myself and a lot of people keep to themselves. So he's talking about um, people with disabilities, you know, um, you know, dealing with confidence issues as far as approaching a woman um, or a young lady, a woman approaching a man, which, you know, in this day and age, sometimes that happens. Um, sometimes you could feel alone. Sometimes you could feel like, um, you're less of a person. Um, you can have all these insecurities that society puts on you as far as, um, that causes you not to open up. Sometimes just, um, the terrain of the region that you live in as far as, um, to go in and out of, you know, a grocery store or to pump your gas or, um, you know, just to get around as far as the, the city's not accessible. That will cause you to, shut down and feel like you know it's, it's too hard to to live and so i get it you know this young man uh, we had a very extensive dialogue um today on social media just going back and forth we talked about some other things but this is one thing that he really wanted me to address um he said 100 percent of of guys deal with relationship and bathroom problems um i know uh, one time I was in, he's talking about incontinence issues. You know, most of us, we use a catheter and um, we use a catheter as far as to keep our bladder drained enough so that we can stay dry. Um, some of us, we wear the pins like myself. Um, it's just what we have to do in order to, you know, um, you know, get rid of most of the inconveniences that come with, you know, living with a spinal cord injury. And that's one is, is um, incontinence issues. And so, that can cause you to have, you know, insecurity issues, you know, as far as you may think that you always have a stench or, you know, you just can't stay dry. And so he asked me about some things about catheters and so forth like that. And we addressed those as well. But um, 
the bathroom problems. I was in a peer support group one time and um, it really hit me hard as far as just to see how many people, you know, have so many different insecurities when it comes to the bathroom, um, you know, issues that come with being debilitated. There was a, a, a couple, um, the guy, he was paralyzed and he had, a, he had his girlfriend and uh, they had been dating for, I guess, about a good almost seven months to a year um, from what I knew. And they were holding a marriage. Um, they were holding a dating um, peer support group. And so they were given all this information. And it was, you know, it was about like 15, 20 of us in the room. And I remember them giving all, you know, their experiences and they were very surface about it. And that's one thing we don't want to be denied. It's, it's surface. We want to um, really give you the truth on this call. And so uh, one thing he was telling them, um, they were talking about, you know, just everything ex except for, you know, the things that really matter most. And so one thing um, he hadn't shared with her is that he uses a catheter. Because uh, someone had asked the question, a couple, they were about like in their 40s and they had been married for about 20 some years and they had asked about, you know, so, you know, um, does he help you, um, does she help you use, the, you know, use the catheter? And she didn't know what a catheter was. And so it was so embarrassing because that's where that actually had got opened up at as far as in that relationship is that he used the catheter. And so um one thing you don't want to do is hide your life you know as far as the best thing you can do to empower yourself in a relationship when, when approaching someone is to always show up standing you know know that your life is unique but that's what that's what makes you special is that you can handle it you as far as you you're out here you're being um you're being proactive about your condition you're um you're being an advocate for your own care and um you are a person and so you have to actually show up in a way where um, you set the standard and the tone for um, how you are to be treated as far as in a relationship and you will be respected. And so um, I don't want to say too much more on, the, on on this subject. I just wanted to get that question out to you and address it. Um, the young man, he seems to um, just need to know that somebody else um, has broke those barriers down. So I began to let him know as far as my vulnerabilities um, about approaching women and so forth like that, which I have them. I'm very confident, but I, I do have those as well. But it's just about you really digging deep and knowing um, that um, you are one of one and it's only going to be that one of one as far as that um, aligns with you as far as to, to get through this thing together. And so um, that's my take on this. Um. Well, I can definitely add to that as far as him being, you know, a young man. I don't know his age, but if uh, I'll just speak on behalf of um, what it was like whenever I was, you know, young, younger, you know, um, at the time when the accident happened, I was only 15 years old. So you, you imagine anybody that's a teenager in those years, you're already at a very, at a phase in your life where you're naturally, you know, trying to build that confidence. You're learning about yourself. You, you know, you're aware of the people around you and comparing yourself to other people and insecure. It's just a very awkward stage. You know, you don't really know who you are at all. So throw in um, acquiring a spinal cord injury in the midst of that time in your life and it really throws you off. 
because not only were you just trying, I remember at 15, I was, you know, um, very active and playing softball and track and, you know, and I was pretty confident in who I was becoming and, you know, and when the accident happened, everything that I knew and the body that I knew was, was gone. And I hated who I saw in the mirror because I couldn't relate to that person anymore. And so it was embarrassing um, when it came to being out, you know, in public because I was very discouraged and because I did not see myself the same anymore. So when it comes to dating, my advice, I mean, I, I know for sure I didn't like just jump right into dating after my accident. Um, it was more so I was definitely around a lot of people, but, you know, I catheterizing and having a colostomy bag at the time, I definitely tried to hide that and didn't want anybody to know that, you know, that I was dealing with those types of things. And um, I was still learning how to deal with them. And so it takes a year, two, three years. I know that sounds like a long time, but it's, it's not long at all when it comes to, you know, being comfortable with the fact and knowing the routines of what all comes with dealing with something like caffeine and the issues that comes with that. And, you know, and, and not, and, and realizing how to avoid embarrassing moments because you're not so, you know, you're not so fresh in that stage of, of, of rehabilitation. So like, I would say, like, don't think about until you're comfortable and confident with your new routine and understanding your body and how it operates, you know, um, and once you build that, then you're capable of being able to better relate that and talk to somebody else about that when it comes to maybe a relationship. And again, that takes a lot, a lot of time. So I would definitely say um, if you're going to try and rush into something for the sake of finding that security to just know that you still are, you know, wanted and desired that you might put yourself in a situation that is not a good one because, you know, again, when we, we touched on this on episode one, when you are just kind of testing the waters to see, well, who's going to take me? It's not necessarily because you think that's what you deserve or it's what you think it's as good as you can get. So don't put yourself in that situation so quickly right after an accident. Give yourself that time. That's good. That's, that's good to kind of... I wish you was around me, uh, Vanessa, when I <laughs> when I first got injured, because I probably would have loved that advice. Because, but for me, it was a little different. You know, I had always dated, you know, before my accident. So um, instead of me actually going through and having that fear of like approaching like new women or like anything like that, I actually went and just kind of went back and I backtracked. I like kind of tried to, you know, talk to people that I had already had experience with um, due to that not being comfortable. Like to me, I just felt like, well, they had already messed with me. They messed with me again. I was dealing with like a lot of low self-esteem. And um, so I was going to get what I could get, just like what you just said, you know, and, um, that was really the bad approach. Um, and just like, you know, I mentioned in the first, uh, part of this, um, 
podcast. I mean, it's still at seven years, I'm still single, you know, for that reason. Um, after about three years of me getting comfortable with myself, um, I did, you know, get to a point where I just wanted to be okay with the right person because it is a process, you know, and I have tried to approach women. So don't think that I'm just single by choice, you know, as of right now, um, ladies don't, don't hit me up. No, <laughs> not all at once. Back off. One at a time. Um, but, uh, no, but seriously, it was just that now I know, um, that if I got to break things down that I feel that are personal, like I'm open, I'm an open book, but a lot of things, it's just like you're giving your host everything to somebody else. You know, you're letting them know your flaws, you know, you're, you know, um, and to me, when you have to be open and be that comfortable, you just don't give that to anyone. Um, you know, and so, uh, if I had to give advice, it would be similar to Vanessa's and that's, and Marcus, you know, it's really like, get to know yourself, get to be, you know, become comfortable. Um, and then take that approach because, you know, your confidence within who you are, that's what they're going to see. They're not going to see the disability, you know? And so having that confidence, you know, will ultimately help you approach the right person and really be happy when you're ready to be that happy yeah and and it becomes easier to talk about as time goes on you know as you've talked about it more with friends and family it, it's it's not always difficult to talk about like there is a point in your recovery when and you'll know when that is when you are okay and comfortable with openly talking about these things and knowing the type mm -hmm. of person that you can open up with like it does get easier you know it's not always that difficult it just again have to be patient and it comes with time and it comes with being around the right people and trusting those people to open up and tell them those things you know and it's out of your control you know these are things that are just completely out of your control and trust me there's people out there that um will want you regardless of what you have to deal with nobody everybody deals with with different things you know but there are some things that that can alleviate and help us out as far as that's the other end i mean we had, we had questions also as far as the able-bodied person who was coming in and they want to know well if i'm gonna date somebody with a disability or interested you know what are the do's and don'ts on that what is you know without criticizing maybe the person that's disabled or overstepping any boundaries you know what would be some advice i guess from that end um that you all can think of that might help alle alleviate maybe the stress that someone might be feeling with not wanting to like hurt our feelings or know what to do you know like what would you all i guess um advice to give as far as that's concerned i think she had wrote it like this so she said um she said, what are the do's and don'ts when dating someone with a physical limitation? And then she said, is it easier for a person with a disability to, she said, is it easier for a person with a disability to just date a person with a disability? And then she had one more. She said, she said, us three being active, she said, how important is working out to us when it comes to dating? And I think Wes, one time you had mentioned, uh, Wes put up, he said, if, um, I think you, I forgot how you said it, but basically 
she needs to work out. <laughs> and so um, I think it's very important as far as that, that uh, especially someone like me, Wes, and um, Vanessa, um, active people. Definitely, if we're active, we would definitely want the person that we're dating to be active. Um, uh, but as far as going along with the do's and don'ts, for me, um, you know, there's there's definitely some some just some don'ts as far as you have you have some do's and don'ts when it comes to race. You have some do's and don'ts when it comes to everything. And you know, you don't call someone disabled. You know, you don't call them crippled. You don't you don't use slanderous words um, towards them. Um, some of the dudes is asking them, do they need help? You know, as far as, um, you know, can you assist, not help? You know, help is, you know, they've been getting help, you know, the whole time trying to regain their independence. So they might not be, um, you know, those might be, a, that might be a trigger word. I know cripple is a trigger word, you know, as far as not oh, for me, but, you know, for okay. people that that's, that's, that's never okay. And so um, there are, are you know, a lot of dudes as far as you definitely want to be of assistance, but you want to um, be of assistance and not feel like um, you're an enabler, you know, as far as sometime I think I was at a, at a golf um, demo the other day and um, the people that were help, that were um, helping or assisting the coaches, they were transferring one young man from the wheelchair to the golf chair which is a little higher and i always see them grab this guy and they pick him up and they and they and they take him out of his chair and plop him down another chair and i saw i said and then sometime they get the, the um the board um the sliding board to do it and so i'm like um you can do this yourself and he did he just didn't believe he didn't know he could he's seen everybody else go but he's afraid and so um, I began asking, can I assist? And of course, how am I going to assist in a wheelchair? But I began to just show him. And so I did it one time and then he believed he can do it. And so he did it. And so just sometimes, you know, assisting, um, a person with a disability opposed to reaching in and doing everything for them really empowers them to believe that they can be independent and do it themselves. Oh yeah. I'll be quick to tell, I'm quick to tell my boyfriend like, Hey, like, I need help with this or can you grab this and sometimes you you get so comfortable where you have to know that fine line of you know how you approach that you know and because mm -hmm. it, it, it can be very uh, uh overwhelming for the other person you know and, and for us by ourselves I, I just told him this the other day i was like by myself it's hard you know what i mean and then someone finally again i was single for five years and it's like uh, you know, doing this, just me and my daughter. And then finally, like some, you have a boyfriend and it's like, or a significant other. And you're like, great. Like, it's not all me. You know what I mean? And so it's like, help this, help with that and help with this. And, you know, it's like, it's, you know, you want to start delegating stuff that they might in your mind do a little bit quicker and you start wearing down the other person, you know? And so it's kind of knowing, not getting so comfortable with that, either just because somebody else might ambulate a little bit better, you know, because that, that could also run into some issues and, and, you know, he's always willing and wanting to help, but that's something for us to be aware of also, you know, um, uh, I guess that's, that's one thing to keep in mind, um, as far as like do's and don'ts, it's kind of like, you know, just kind of be aware more so, um, but definitely don't, you don't throw in, in in an argument or something i know in the past there's been 
you know, um, there's been situations where my disability has been thrown in my face where it's like, and, and I have been called crippled, you know, and those types of comments and reminding you when you're already sensitive to that never goes away, you know, that, that will. And, and so um, it's always something that we're sensitive to. And, um, but I, I can't think like, Wes, what are some of your major do's and don'ts? Like, I'm just trying to think, for me, that's that's probably one of my bigger ones is just knowing how to effectively communicate and not just be bossy. Um, I mean, the communication is real, um, and sometimes people just don't know, you know, and that's and that's truth too because I know I've heard. I, actually, a lot of people I approach now and they actually do it right. They kind of just ask me what I would prefer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, so that they won't be offensive. Like, I really don't know what I would say something because, you know, and then when I approach, when people approach me that way, it feels more comfortable because I can say whatever I want. And then they're just like, okay with it um, because they want to understand, you know, um, I like that approach. But um, communication is a big thing. I think one of my um, don'ts is like, basically just don't don't ex if i have an injury regardless of what my injury is i will always be you know independent things like that but don't literally think that you know we're not going to go through something you know it's like it's not going to be like leaned on to you but i know that a lot of people lean on to their significant other you know for whatever some type of comfort you know so sometimes you know we all we're go driven you know I, i know i am um but, you know, with that, you know, spinal cord injury, you know, we get aches and pains, you know. So, like, for me, I know how to handle my pain. So, I normally just tell – I just don't like someone asking me constantly, am I okay? Um, you know, regardless of what. So, I kind of address that, though, at the beginning. Like, hey, I'm going to get some – I might get pain, you know, and it, it's probably going to just uh, cause me to be quiet for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I do let people know that, you know, it's like, hey, if I if we're talking and I just get quiet for like 30 seconds or so, just know when I pick back up, I just get right back on topic. You know, it's just sometimes, you know, that pain hits. You can't say nothing. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you need to be left alone for a little bit and 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 reiterating to the other person. <laughs> this is something I deal with on a day to day basis as well as understanding is understanding that also, you know, is you know, when I'm hurting or I'm in pain doesn't necessarily mean that I don't want you or, you know, I'm, I'm upset. I just need time because my body, it takes a lot out of us, especially as active as we are. I put a lot on myself and at the, and I find myself just getting like overwhelmed, you know what I mean? Because I'm dealing with the throbbing feet and the throbbing back and I'm irritable, you know, and this and that. And so it's not necessarily the other person. It's, it's kind of what we're putting on ourselves because it's frustrating for your mind to want to do so much that an average person might do, you know, in a household, but your body's not keeping up with you. And so that can lead to sensitive irritableness, you know what I mean? And so that's definitely just something that, you know, to effectively communicate and talk about it too, you know, like, this is how I feel when I do too much. Yeah. I yeah. think the, I think the, I think kind of like, 
just kind of piggyback on on that real quick is just that I think the communication part is just us being human that letting people know that yes I am hurt like you said Wes because we, we we hurt all throughout the day that don't that don't stop if you have a spinal cord injury you're in pain at some point um, but as far as um, don't act disabled as far as you know walking around complaining you know yeah. about oh this you know my ailment and so that's that's yeah, another that's, thing as far mm, as that you know mm. you can walk around weak and this and, and, and disempowered mm-hmm. where um yeah you'll never meet anyone yeah you, you know because 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 of how you look how you carry yourself mm-hmm. and so you yep. wanna you you wanna you wanna be human you know yes i'm yes you know i have aches and pains i'm hurting um whatever mm-hmm. but at the same time don't act disabled yeah, no, that's a you very don't. valid point too. Well, you know, I always tell people, you know, when I first got injured, I, you know, I, I fell into this level of depression because when I was used, to, you know, when I was able bodied everybody that I had ever came in contact with that was disabled acted like they were just mad at the world. Like it was so much. And I, I didn't understand that they was going through things. But now that I'm in that position and I go through the pain, doesn't mean I have to get out here and act like it you know like mm-hmm. 30 seconds like i time my spasms and things and sometimes they happen for a while sometimes i have those that trigger all day long but you know i know when it's coming or i can get close to it and it's like it's not going to make me upset when it's done like i it's a quote i always use is that i use my pain as my strength and so if I know my body's hurting or something, I know it's just the spasms acting up and I can't really control it. I do something to keep my mind off of it, but I'm not going to be upset about it or push that in- energy out to someone else. You know, like a negative mindset, you know, about the whole situation. Exactly. Like they're not going to understand what you're going through. They're not going to understand your pain, but they will come from a place of understanding if you are open enough to explain it to them so that you don't be bothered at that moment. But you know, you like Marcus said, that was real. That was real. It's just that you cannot, act, you can't act like this to- title that you don't want to be called. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I love it, man. I had something at the top of my head that was, and I completely forgot. Um, <laughs> I think it was more so like, uh, Oh, what really helps, like, what makes it easier for me, too, is when someone isn't completely, like, weirded out, but, like, more so interested and they want to, like, educate themselves. But I, I, I've always appreciated someone when, you know, when you talk to them and they're not, like, that's all they want to talk about is, like, so how did you become disabled? And, like, you know, uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, that, that's all that they want to talk about for me. Yeah. It, that's secondary, you know, like that comes when, when you're ready to talk about that, you know, because for them, they're like, obviously I see something happen to you, but that's not the first thing I want to know about you. I'm sure when you're ready to talk about it, you will. And that always in me triggered, like, why isn't this person like wanting to know, like what happened to me? Like, and and it also says that they, it's not a big deal. It's a big deal to me, but maybe it's not a big deal to them. And I always love that and appreciate that. And once it comes out later and organically, you know, and it, it's genuine that way, you know, I, I, I like that. Well, you know that you guys are on the right track as far as when, you know, you can tell that they're not looking at 
the disability, the chair, or whatever you want to call it. They're looking at the person, and so um, mm-hmm. work with that. If, if you if if you if you get somebody that's on that track, stay on that track. Work with that. Exactly. Yep. Um, Vanette, we I appreciate just, y'all listening. This has been real good. Um, just mm-hmm. real, just real quick, um, y'all. Um, just because Vanessa, this was part of that question that y'all just broke down, or actually when Marcus mm-hmm. elaborated a little bit on it. Um, mm-hmm. the question of like, would you just prefer dating someone else with a disability? And, um, I just wanted to kind of give my little quick two cents on that. Uh, okay. you know, I've always, as a person with a spinal cord injury, I look, I've never really potentially looked at maybe someone in a wheelchair that I would date. Like, I don't have anything against like dating someone with a disability. Cause I feel like they actually kind of understand more of where I'm coming from. It's probably not as hard to really explain, but then I don't know. Cause I've never experienced it. Um, the reason why I said I would probably date someone in a wheelchair is just cause we're going to be knocking wheels. Like <laughs> I've tried that before, not dating, but like, just, you know, you know what it's like going with a buddy in a wheelchair. Like it's a lot of work. You know, no, it's not somebody. I seen somebody in a wheelchair, and you might be listening, man. But you made a he made a post, and it says something like dating someone in a wheelchair is okay until you're both in a bed, and one and one of y'all got to cut the light off or something. It was <laughs> or go get like a couple, that. yeah. And yeah. yeah, I just felt that pain. But um, no, but my quick two cents is just more or less is that I feel like you know we are when you have some type of disability, like you're going through a particular struggle and it might not be the same, but it does put it where, you know, you can be more open with that person because they are, you know, a bit different, just like yourself, you know, or something. And that's just my um, two cents. So hopefully that helped your question um, on that part for me. I mean, I'm dating somebody that um, is an amputee. And, you know, he's got a, a, a physical disability, um, ambulates, you know, much better than I do. He does really, really well despite, you know, having an amputation. But, you know, for me, it never really crossed my mind. I, I kind of like having somebody that I can relate to, you know, as far as what um, it's like to deal with these types of everyday kind of hardships. Like, for me, it's harder for me to relate to somebody that's never dealt with a hardship, you know, because it's just harder, but, um, that's just me. Uh, and so I, I wouldn't, I, I'm okay with going and dating somebody with a disability. Obviously. I mean, I am. So that's my, yeah, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. We're all people, you know, yeah. I want that heart. Want your heart. I yep. want your share. You know? Right. Yep. You understand me? Yeah. It's been dude. real good. Yeah, I love it. I love the perspectives that everybody brought on it, Marcus. I I, um, I, I enjoyed this podcast a lot and kind of revisiting where we um, what we've spoke on. I love the feedback on you know people kind of calling us out and our our you know followers on. I want to know more on this. And again, we have another question from a mom who has a perspective on what it's like being a parent, you know, and a mom uh, mm-hmm. with a child, and that's a very very subject and one that we definitely want to take the time to address that you know kind of goes hand in hand with this as well so do know that there is definitely more coming 
as far as this is concerned. Could even go into a part three, y'all. So it just depends on what we get back and what else we feel that we need to pick up on and touch more of. So thank you for tuning in and listening to The Disabled Truth. If you liked what you heard, then you can follow us. And we highly encourage you to follow us on any of our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at The Disabled Truth. Please share the links with your friends and encourage them to share it as well. If you would like to listen to any of our journeys or follow us personally, you can find me at if I can, you can too. That's the letter U on Instagram or Facebook, or you can follow me on my website at if I can, you can too.com. You can follow me at Lotto Life. That's L-Y-D-O Life on any social media platform or log into my website lightolife.com you can follow me on facebook instagram or twitter at i am west hamilton and if you want to learn more about me go to my website i am wesleyhamilton.com